Hey y'all, welcome back. This is the Walking Well Podcast and I am your host, Jalon Martz. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Um, It's March and not February and not January. And is 2018 really going to do us like this? Like it's, it's just happening so fast. So we're starting a new month. February was interesting. Um, We talked a little bit, not as much as we usually do. Um, just about what it meant to be or what it means to be black in America and what um, it looks like to be saved while being black or white in America amid injustice and oppression. And um, if you don't know by now, I have a huge heart for the underdog and I just love seeing justice went out and truth and righteousness went out. And so um, on that note, we are starting a new theme in line with Women's History Month. Um, and we're going to just be talking about the power of being a woman, the power of womanhood. Um, and so if I have any gents that listen, any men, I would definitely encourage you to continue to listen, to not disconnect and tune out because you're not a woman. I think there's a lot to be gained um, from kind of hearing from um, the opposite gender's perspective on the beauty of womanhood. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot to kind of discuss and talk about. And this should be exciting because as I discussed, I think on one of the earlier episodes, I wanted to get an email address for us um, on the Walking Well podcast so that we can get, you know, comments and questions and just any kind of um, feedback that you would like to give as the listener for, you know, what the episode means to you, what it made you think about, what are some perspectives that maybe I missed or one of the other speakers missed. And so we now have walkingwellpodcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns, or just, you know, just regular, hey, what's up? So um, I'd love to get some interaction there from you guys. And obviously it is my heart to interact with each one of you as you send in any mail or any questions or any thoughts. Um, and so that's available to you. Also, one other quick little announcement, season one of this podcast will be wrapping up this month. So we have gone from August now to March and in March we are going to wrap up and take a break and I'll be planning and working on season two to bring back to you guys later in the year. Um, And so for those of you guys that have fallen off and haven't been able to keep up with all the episodes, that's totally your time to play catch up and to get ready for season two as we rev up to that. So those are our few little bits of announcements. So let's pick up with our thoughts, my thoughts, um, on the power of of woman, of being a woman. So um, I'm definitely biased in believing that um, being a woman is the greatest thing on the planet. I love being a woman. It's my favorite thing. I would not want to be a man. I feel like I'm special to God because I'm a woman. Like I've said before that I don't know if God yells at his daughters. I've heard men say that God yells at them, you know, and speaks sternly to them. And I feel like, you know, I get the same sort of treatment that my dad gives me. Like it's hard for him <laughs> to be mean to me uh, because I'm his little girl, you know, or whatever. So I kind of feel like me, God had the same setup. I don't know if that's everybody. I don't know if I just haven't tapped on his last nerve like that just yet. But um, 
I love being a woman. And I think that, um, personally for me, um, 50% ish of like my calling is to women is to empower them is to encourage them is to see them come into the fullness of what God has for them. And so um, with that, I feel like God has really given and carved out in my heart, you know, what his perspective is on his daughters and what his heart is for his daughters. And so I like champion women's causes, like I want them to be heard, I want them to be pushed to the forefront, I want equality for them, you know, and I, you know, this, when I love talking about race and I love talking about gender because I feel like God has such amazing things, um, for women and for equality and for, you know, for his people, for people in general. I think God has the best ideas for his people. He knows, you know, what's best for them. And so, um, as we sort of start talking about the power of woman, I just want to really kind of you know, lay a, lay a foundation, lay a groundwork, um, you know, kind of like a basic understanding. So, um, you know, over history, over time, historically, women have kind of been, uh, on the bottom. Women have been, you know, on the, on the, under the boot of men oftentimes. And, um, I guess this sort of episode and this sort of discussion bears the same sort of, um, trigger warning, gut check kind of um, encouragement that the race discussion had, you know, try to listen. If I have, again, male listeners, um, try not to disconnect, try to just sort of hear what I'm saying and don't get, you know, don't get defensive. Um, These are just facts. It's okay. But overall, historically within the church, outside of the church, you know, in in multi-ethnic communities, you know, over all over the globe, women have sort of uh, been dismissed and disvalued and disvalued. Well, that's not a word. Devalued English teacher here. Um, women have not been brought to their, their rightful place of equality have not been given that status um, overall. Right. So we have historical movements of women, you know, being basic, basically property um, in America, the women's rights movement, really fought for women to have a say and autonomy over themselves, their bodies, um, their choices, the ability to go to work, the, you know, the right to drive, to vote, you know, women have historically had to fight for basic human rights. Um, And so, you know, my heart is to restore and reintroduce, reinstate the value of women and God's original intent for them. So here's a a novel. It's not novel, but here's an idea, something to chew on. Um, God said, let us make man in our image. And his word for man there is humankind. And so the Godhead is having a conversation within themselves about how they want to make humans. And they decide that they want to make humans like them. And so we see come come out of that conversation, men and women, male and female, let us make them in our image, male and female, we shall create them. And so as much as men are image bearers, women are equally so. Women are also image bearers. Women also get the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Women also um, are are partakers, joint heirs of salvation and of grace and of truth and of righteousness. Women do not inherit some second class, 
you know, salvation or Holy Spirit. There's nothing about their anatomy that makes them less partakers and sharers of the grace of Christ Jesus. Like, that's not a thing. They're not inferior in any way, shape or form biblically. God does establish order within marriage. Um, but really what God uh, and what the scriptures um, teach is interdependence, that we need each other. Um, and so in reality, whenever um, whenever we're trying to bring an idea to fruition, a project, um, whenever we are consulting together to, to bring a movement, to have, you know, any sort of unity in a family, like you need the influence of women. You need that other 50% of the Godhead there to consult with, because that is where you get the full image and full picture of God's best. Right. So, um, yes, we need women to be included in all spaces equally so that the the wisdom of God is represented equally because we need each other. So just like, you know, the body, the bride of Christ is many parts, one member, um, many members, one part, many members, one part, many parts, one member. We're one body. We've got a bunch of different parts. <laughs> um, and each of those parts perform a different function, but they are necessary. Your baby toe necessary to standing up your big toe necessary to standing up the toes in the middle you also need those you need your heel you need your hand you need your elbows all of it's necessary the same goes for men and women in the body of christ they each perform a different function they each bring different things and gifts and ideas and opinions and perspectives to the table and and neither is inherently always right or inherently always wrong um but they do bring a different facet of the, the variety of the wisdom of God to the table. And so we need each other. And that's a basic sort of understanding for this discussion. We need each other. We are interdependent. Women need a seat at the table. Um, so that being said, I just want to, let me just shine a little bit light, a little bit of light on this amazing facet of womanhood. And I just, I mean, this is near and dear to my heart because <laughs> I've struggled with this. So I love, love, love to purport and to just put out there the strength of women. Can I just say that I believe women are indestructible? Like I just, women amaze me constantly in the, in the way that they just continue to survive and thrive in the midst of ridiculousness. Um, but women possess this strength that I just think is bombastic because <laughs> it blows my mind a lot. Um, you know, we are like strength and grace personified. And if you guys don't mind, I'd love to read you the definition of grace because I think we throw that word around and I just, let's be clear on what, our talk, what we're talking about here. So the Webster's definition of grace is a couple of different things. So we've got elegance or beauty of form. We've got pleasing or attractive quality. We have favor or goodwill. Um, we have the manifestation of favor. Amen. Women, you are the manifestation of favor of God's favor. Amen. And then we also have mercy. Um, and so I just like to think of this as like women are mercy. Women are a grace of God given to the world. Like, you know, this sounds really pompous, but I just, <laughs> I believe it. I just believe women are a gift. Um, I just believe women are a gift. Like I, really think that <laughs> I just really believe that the absence of women would mean a lot of not so great things for the world. <laughs> I just do. Um, I think women are God's gift, man. And not like just, 
you know, like women are better than men. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God is giving, God has given the world something unique wrapped up in women. We are strength and grace. Um, we are beautiful and a bombastic. We are comely and commanding. There's just something really unique about how our strength is wrapped up in beauty, how there's like a little bit of terror and awe that we possess, you know, um, I just, we're phenomenal, you know, Maya said it best, phenomenal woman, like we're just, you know, and and I say that I I struggled with strength um, really early on when I was really kind of coming into myself and realizing like, okay, this is me. This is the me that God has has shaped me to be. Um, I found myself really kind of being like, hmm, I have some sharp edges and I am very opinionated and I have a very strong personality and I just know what I want and what I don't want and what I'm gonna do and what I'm not gonna do. Um, and I felt like that strength, that strongness in me, like I am a very strong personality, um, but I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I felt like it was anti-feminine. I thought that what was attractive, what was feminine, what was beautiful was like the soft girls that didn't have much to say and giggled really cute. And um, that those were the girls that were attractive. Those were the girls that guys wanted. I was intimidating and scary. Nobody wanted to talk to me because I was scary. And my strength was to blame for that. And it was awful. And I didn't want it. You know, God given me a gift. And I was like, this I don't want. Um, and it wasn't until I really sat down with God and was like, why did you make me this way? <laughs> what is this for? You know, that God really began to show me that strength is beautiful. Strength is it's a wonder. It's something that you should be in awe of. It's, um, it's this iron in your spine. It's steel in your spine and it's gorgeous. And it's not something to be ashamed of or to feel guilty for, or, you know, to, to wish you could rip out of yourself. Like your strength is a gift. Um, and now my strength is something that I love about myself. I love that. I know what I want. (laughs) I I'm encouraged by that. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't mean a loss to me if my strength is quote unquote intimidating, you know, um, strength is beautiful. Why? I don't know why you'd want to be anything else. Like if the opposite of strength is weakness, I don't want weakness. <laughs> I don't, I don't want that. I want the ability to believe God for myself. I want the ability to be confident. I want the ability to be comfortable, to know where God has called me to go and to walk in that direction fearlessly or trembling. You know, I love my strength. My strength is a part of who I am. And I believe every woman possesses that strength, even if its manifestation looks different. Um, And so I really had to go on a journey of unlearning, hating my strength and hating, um, the, the, the focus and the determination and my, you know, I, I, there was so much about me that was strength that I didn't like. And, you know, really that's a lie of the enemy, you know, in, in any way where he tells you to like hate something about yourself or whatever. Um, but know that the, the area that the enemy attacks in you is your area of strength. That's what he's afraid of. He's afraid of you knowing and recognizing the value of that thing, of that, of that characteristic, of that hope, of that dream, of that vision. He's afraid of you recognizing the value of that and walking in that. So, you know, just a little gold nugget for you, whatever he's attacking in you, figure out why God has given that to you. Because seeing now the many ways that God has used my strength, I get it. I get it. I am drawn to, um, I'm drawn to girls, to women that have like rougher edges that maybe feel like they don't fit within the confines of what feminine and woman is. Um, and 
I just feel like this calling to be like, girl, let me tell you, (laughs) that is God on the inside of you. And don't push back from that. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that's not feminine or womanly, that you are somehow not womanly because you don't fit inside of whoever's definition of woman. You are a woman because that is who you are and you need to embody that. And so me embracing my strength has meant strength for other women, has meant that they can rise up in their strength and walk boldly in who God has called them to be. And let me tell you, like strength is not easy. We know this. Being strong, you need to be strong to survive. Um, but um, that area that that the enemy is coming after, that is your area of strength. That is your strong place. Um, and so I just encourage you on a sidebar note, like hold on to that. That is your place of strength. But getting back to the strength of, of being a woman and what that really means, you know, we... We have to be strong because life is literally built on our backs. You know, we are the women are the way that life comes into the earth, not dismissing men and their role in bringing life as well. But just, you know, again, reinstating, bringing back to the forefront to a place of equality, of equal importance. Women are life givers. You know, women... um are life givers and life sustainers. You know, I think about Jesus's mother, that she was there from the beginning, from the moment the angel was like, yo, you're going to bring forth the Messiah to when he was hanging on the cross. And, you know, and that she was there from start to finish. And that is just, it just embodies to me how women are, we're there. (laughs) We're like, hey, I started this. I'm gonna walk this out with you. I'm gonna be there to the end with you. Um, And we sustain life. Our we and, and not just and I want you to not just hear like physical life like women give birth, um, which we do, you know, without us, that would not be happening. Um, but we are instruments of birth giving. We bring life, not just physical life. But I think about, you know, um, women being at the forefront of revolutions, being the heartbeat of reform um, women really being the motor behind the civil rights movement in the United States. Like we are about the sanctity of life and seeing life be brought to fuller um, glory and manifestation. We are like, Hey, um, child labor laws. We need those kids. The babies, they go on to work and not school. They're losing their fingers and getting injured. And, you know, no, 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 no. Kids need to go to school so that they can go up and be more than their parents. You know, like women, <laughs> women are always championing for life. Um, I think about the ways that we want to make life better, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, w- we are about giving life and bringing life and sustaining life and making life better for others. Um w- we're life givers. That's who we are. And, you know, to bring life into the earth takes a severe amount of sacrifice and self-denial against strength. <laughs> um, you know, when you think about natural birth, um, women sacrifice their bodies. Um, they sacrifice, you know, comfort. They sacrifice sleep, their figures. Sometimes women end up sacrificing their lives so that life can come into the earth. And again, that takes strength. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a couple different videos that are floating around on social media. Um, and it's, uh, like experiments that are done with men and they're hooked up to these machines that are supposed to simulate contractions. <laughs> and very few of the men actually can like withstand the pain of like, I guess, higher level contractions as, you know, um, as like pushing is about to, is like about to be, um, 
uh, signaled. And so a lot of the, most of the guys tap out. They're like, no, 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 I will not. I will not, cannot, should not. Um, but we are, we are consistency, um, that energy. We are consistently that energy. We are consistently the energy of bringing life into the earth, of protecting life, of preserving life, of sustaining life. And that is really a strength of ours. That is a beauty and a grace and a strength that we are really, in a lot of ways, guardians of life, um, to bring it forth, to see it thrive, um, to stand with it in hard times. We, we are about the life giving and the sacrifice that that takes and demands and requires. Um, on top of that, um, this is probably not a really good analogy. It's probably pretty gross. But you know how like roaches don't die. They can survive an atomic bomb. I think women are the same way. I really <laughs> believe we are like unbelievably pliable. Women survive and thrive in chaos. They will make a home in the midst of abuse and, you know, and, and have kids thinking they had a almost normal like life, you know, women will, will cover their kids, um, will make good memories. Women will take the most sour circumstances and build a life on that. Um, we are just don't die things in the midst of chaos and abuse and oppression. We continue, we go on. And a lot of times we go on to make ourselves better than we ever should have had hopes or dreams or dared to be. I think of Oprah and the, the ridiculous circumstances of her life. Um, multiple abuses and violations, deaths and abandonments. And this woman literally like from the ashes rises, you know, to become one of America's premier billionaires, maybe the only black female billionaire in America. I haven't researched it, so don't quote me on it. But she has made an empire out of ashes. That, my friends, (laughs) is the glory of womanhood. And that's naturally, right? Like, that's not even talking about, like, spiritual impact. That's not talking about generational impact. That's just talking about, like, hey, these were my natural circumstances. This is how I turned dirt into gold. Here we go. You know, and so I think about the women that we know from the scriptures, the women that you may have in your lives that have made disciples, that have sown into other women's lives, that have taken their pain and given it and, and found purpose in it and passed that on to others so that they could then learn and grow and mature and go beyond that pain and skip that pain even. Um, that is beautiful, (laughs) is beautiful. And it's just a testament to the strength of women and of womanhood, that just divine endowment that God has given us. Um, And obviously, like I said, I get that I'm biased. I get that I am female. And so my, you know, my testimony is probably not super valid because I'm a woman and I'm, you know, gassing the women up. But I just, I just wanted to sort of start off, kick off our discussion about how glorious women are uh, by just lauding and applauding our strength, the strength of women and encouraging you to embrace your strength. You know, your strength may be your quirkiness. Your strength may be your extroversion. Your strength may be your quietness. It could be your creativity. Your strength could be the way that you know how to connect people. It could be your art. It could be your voice. It could be the way that you know how to be um, calm in the midst of chaos. Whatever that strength is for you, the world needs it. The world absolutely needs your strength. And so I dare you to not quelch 
squelch. <laughs> I'm making up words today. I just, I dare you to fully embrace that strength. I dare you to be exactly who God has made you to be because the world needs you. So, um, you and today were made for each other. Make it an amazing week. We'll be back, um, and continue our conversation on the strength of woman. Um, so be sure that you guys rate the podcast. If you haven't leave a comment, shoot us an email at walkingwellpodcast at gmail.com. Um, like subscribe, share, do all of that. I love you guys. Make it an amazing week. Bye.